Welcome to Healthcare Perspectives, a podcast by Siemens Healthineers about medical breakthroughs with the power to improve lives everywhere. Education is much more interactive. I see from our own residents, they don't want to just be sitting there with the teachers in the front and lecturing. They want that interaction where whether it's voting on the answer, being able to interactively ask questions, having things doing gaming where you're able to really be engaged. And I think AI is going to drive that. That's Dr. Elliot Fishman, director of the divisions of diagnostic imaging at the Johns Hopkins Hospital and professor of radiology at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland, talking about technological progress in education and the changing expectations of students in the face of those advancements. In part two of our three-part series on staff shortages in healthcare, Ben Vira, global contingent staffing expert, Workforce Solutions at Siemens Health and Ears, is joined by Dr. Fishman, as well as Brad Jenneru, global lead of medical imaging at NVIDIA, and Elio Aruza, a lecturer and research academic in medical radiation science at the University of South Australia, who also works as a radiographer and medical imaging technologist for Jones Radiology in South Australia. Hello, I'm Van Vera. By 2030, the World Health Organization predicts a global shortage of 15 million healthcare workers. As the number of individuals requiring medical care increases, staff shortages are becoming more of a problem particularly in areas of complex indications where shortages of trained and knowledgeable workers are resulting in poor patient outcomes. This is especially true in imaging departments as some less common imaging procedures are performed by technicians without the necessary skills or knowledge. Aging populations amongst both patients and medical professionals, staff burnout and mental health issues and the migration of qualified professionals are just a few of the factors contributing to this crisis. To solve the problem, there are two crucial keys, staff recruitment and staff retention, both of which medical schools, hospitals, and industry can play an important role. Today, you'll learn that one of the ways the medical profession is attracting and keeping new employees is through diversifying teaching methods by introducing artificial intelligence, virtual and augmented reality, and other recent technological advancements. People have that expectation when they're coming to their education. They want to be entertained. Yes, they need to be learning, but they want that learning to be entertainment. People are not willing anymore to just sit there and just have someone give them a lecture. That's Dr. Fishman explaining the changes he and other medical school professors are seeing when it comes to their students and how they prefer to be taught. At the University of South Australia, Elio Aruza's students are enthusiastic about the move from analog to digital. Things have changed from didactic, see one, do one type of learning where you're getting a, a lecture or a textbook to be the main driver of, of learning. Now things have evolved to mainly digital learning, things like simulation. Where textbooks were once a de facto teaching tool, students who grew up with the internet in their pockets now enter medical school with a different set of expectations. You look at textbook, you look at pictures, 
very classic education, which probably hadn't changed for 50 years. I think now there's a lot more interaction. There's a lot more looking at things, touching things, being able to see things, interact, rather than just flipping pages. In order to satisfy this new breed of students and ensure their successful futures in medicine, universities must invest in modern technology. Training mechanisms like shorter, more concise virtual lectures, patient simulations, and augmented reality are increasingly becoming an institutionalized part of medical curricula. Often the lectures that are most successful is kind of like TikTok, right? It's these really short one-minute blurbs. People have very limited attention span these days. They want to get information very quickly. I'm not being negative at all about that, but people may not want to hear something for 30 minutes, but they're sitting around for a minute. Before, it was a, an added bonus of their experience. Through their schooling, they were taught quite didactically, quite textbook-based. Now it's almost an expectation upon institutions and universities to have this sort of technology within their programs or else you're falling behind. And if we don't have them, then they won't feel as if they're getting the best experience that they possibly can. By having the ability to take a hands-on approach to their education, students are able to adapt more easily when it comes time for their in-person training at hospitals and clinics. Crucial to the education of the student is work-integrated experience. A challenge that we face as educators is how we can ease the transition between the, the theoretical learning, so the textbook, or the lecture slides, how we can transition that to a clinical environment where students are dealing with real-life, real-world patients. It's a massive step to go from an environment where there is very little responsibility to an environment where there's a significant responsibility. For Brad Genero at NVIDIA, a leading supplier of artificial intelligence hardware and software, he's seen just how important it is to make medical school students aware of AI. For third or fourth year med students to really give them that experience without having to be in the room. How do we prep them? How do we get them ready? There's been some, some great things with 3D goggles and like things like the HoloLens, some really great initiatives there. And so that breakthrough that I mentioned around Omniverse, but also what AI can bring to help us do that automated segmentation and classification to bring those into the 3D world is really going to be what's transformative for the next wave of students that are training to become the next generation of radiologists. Virtual reality and augmented reality, or VR and AR, are increasingly being viewed as effective solutions to improve healthcare education and training. Research and market projects that the AR-VR market in healthcare could increase at a compounded annual growth rate of 22.5% from 2023 to 2027. It's exciting, it's fresh. When people hear VR, their ears prick up. So if anyone knows that they're going to be training with a new technology or new VR system, that certainly gives people an incentive to stay in the industry and, and want to learn. The ability of this technology to simulate real-life scenarios provides students with an interactive and immersive training experience. Students can also use VR and AR technology to practice their decision-making skills and mental agility. Smart Simulator is a service intending to deliver a simulated educational experience. It utilizes a cloud-based technology on a PC and it allows a student to use a CT workstation simulation of common scanning protocols and then a 3D post-processing simulation workstation of acquired CT data sets. 
The simulation training also reduces ramp-up times for new devices and workflows by providing staff with extensive training possibilities using the equipment and the latest imaging applications, all while keeping daily operations up and running. The student can essentially scan a patient using the parameters or the, the settings that a, a normal CT radiographer would use, but in the comfort of their own home or study area. For healthcare professionals working with medical students, simulators like this can bridge a precarious gap, allowing supervisors to free crucial time while their students train. There is a heavy burden for healthcare professionals that exist in meeting the educational needs of their students, but more crucially doing what they need to do to serve their patients and, and ensure the hospital continues to run smoothly. And the time that they do have with their students can be spent on aspects of healthcare or radiography, which the students can't learn on the simulators at home or at universities. AR simulators can also play an important role in building confidence for students who may be afraid to make mistakes in a real-world setting. The transition between the classroom and the hospital or the clinic is massive. What the simulators can do is bridge that gap. It sort of acts like an intermediate stepping stone, if you like, where the student can feel in a similar environment to the real thing, but comfortable enough to make mistakes and, and learn from those mistakes. For Elio Aruza, there is even further potential with simulators to upskill healthcare workers who have already graduated from a medical school setting. An area which could have significant potential is the professionals or the people which lie in the middle, that lie between the university and practicing clinicians. So depending where you are in the world, students will come out of university and begin working purely in conventional x-ray. So there is quite a duration of time between the time a, a student graduates and the time they gain a CT position. In some scenarios, this transition can take several years, all while the clinician is losing those crucial CT skills that they learned in school. The simulators could be used for individuals who want to reinforce their skills so that they can upskill and fast track their careers. Looking towards the future of healthcare, technologies like augmented reality and virtual reality have the potential to transform medicine and medical training as we know it. By incorporating AR and VR into both education and daily workflow, medical students will receive thorough, efficient training in a low-stakes atmosphere. The hope is people will learn better getting away from just memorizing things to being able to engage with information becomes very important. If you can use it to reinforce techniques and patient presentations which are rare or require a lot of waiting around to see, which could be days, weeks, months, and you can do that through the use of a, a virtual reality software and continue to do it and reinforce it, then that can combat the staff shortage. I think another way it can combat is just people are interested in it. Furthermore, virtual reality can become a powerful tool of communication enabling staff to expand their understanding of an individual's patient's health and well-being. Here is Brad General drawing on his expertise from the movie industry. I started in the movie industry, where we've got different studios and we're creating a scene together. We think about a scene from Toy Story and you've got Woody and Buzz Lightyear and you've got different people across the world being able to collaborate on that one space. So if you imagine that you've got a director in LA, you've got animators in Korea, and they're comparing notes, they're trying to figure out, well, where's the best camera placement? How do we, we visualize that? Super cool technology, all in real time, respects the laws of physics, you know, all kinds of things, because it's a virtual world. 
If we take that and then apply that to healthcare, there are so many really interesting things, so many different applications that we can now build on top of it. We can use digital twins to create a digital me. And as I am, I get scanned and let's say, you know, I've got a tumor that they want to treat. Let's simulate what that treatment might be using my digital twin. As the workload grows, the current demand for diagnostic services is outpacing the supply of experts in the workforce. Diagnostics and treatments are also becoming more complex. In order to handle large volumes of medical data quickly and accurately, medical professionals have begun to introduce artificial intelligence into their workflows. This AI integration allows for more objective treatment decisions based on quantitative data while also tailoring to the needs of the individual patient. A scan is a physical exam. It's the first thing people look at. So without what we do, people can't practice medicine. But the problem with that is, you know, medicine's a 24-7, 365 day job. For Dr. Fishman, much of the power of AI lies in its ability to act as a second set of eyes. What AI will help on and work is being done in that is being a second reader. I don't want to say that the AI will replace the radiologist, but I think if you look at some of the apps being developed, pulmonary embolism apps, if you look at the results, is a high accuracy, can pick up things you missed. And also, people sometimes look at the case and they keep looking and looking. Well, what people have found is if you, you think it's negative and AI says it's negative, move to the next case. So you could be a little bit more efficient. The potential for it to act as a research partner, a sounding board, and a fail-safe make AI an indispensable tool for Brad Genero. If we're going in to say, does this patient have pneumonia, yes or no, and that's our clinical question, if we're focused on that and we're not thinking about, should we check for, for lung cancer as well? Should we check for these other things? If the clinical question is one thing, we want to make sure that we're not missing any secondary findings. I have a thousand cases that I need to read. What's the best way for me to read them? First in, first out. What if I could use AI to help say, these are the most difficult cases, or these are the cases that are most likely to, to be of a particular positive or urgent finding that we need to take care of. Let's prioritize getting these ones read first. One particularly promising capability of AI is to decrease stress on medical professionals who are concerned with making mistakes. One of the stresses we all have in medicine is fear of making an error. You don't want to do anything that's not best for the patient. So one of the things that AI can do is help avoid many of the errors people make. Either they make it because they're tired or they just don't notice something. By reducing that fear, AI has the potential to create more confident, more experienced practitioners. For medical professionals, Artificial intelligence can act as a seamless addition to their existing workflow. It's up to you to decide when you want to use the information and how you want to use it. AI is going to be a way of saying, okay, look, I want to know about pancreatic cancer. I want to see the images and I want to know the text and what the key findings are. And AI can put all that together for you from all the different sources and then you can interact with it. Using AI to help me do some of the more mundane tasks like doing calculations and volume measurements. In cancer, we have something called the tumor doubling time, which is 
let's do the volume of the tumor today. And let's look at the volume of the tumor from six months ago. The calculation is how long does it take? How many days does it take to, to double in size? So being able to automate some of those calculations to help me as I'm going through the diagnostic, like this is what I recommend, how do I create my report? On a daily basis, we absolutely are gonna see the impact. That is a palpable impact on what the radiologist can even get through through the day. While AI holds tremendous possibility for physicians and diagnosticians, it can also make the doctor-patient experience significantly more meaningful. Computers are not just affecting healthcare professionals, but it's affecting the patients. Looking at with AI is a way to rethink the data, rethink how you do things, how you present information, and how you think about information. So much of education was based on memorizing facts, but there's no sense memorizing if the computer can spit it at you faster than you could think. So now you need to be able to figure out how you can use the information for patient care. Technology like AI does not only allow a second set of eyes when it comes to research and diagnostic. AI will also free precious time for medical professionals to spend quality time with patients. For Brad Genero, it all comes down to allowing medical staff to refocus their time and energy onto the patients and avoid burnout. They're going to see their physicians more face time. They will have a more general, I'll say a streamed line experience. When a patient comes into a doctor's clinic, if we say that they have 10 minutes per patient, I don't think that the doctor went to med school to say, I'm going to spend eight minutes in front of a computer and like one minute with the patient for that 10 minute block. What we want to see is more of the doctor. We want to see that patient doctor conversation happening. We want to see care happening and not spending a lot of time doing measurements on the computer or researching the, the health record. All of these things that these needles and haystacks should be able to bubble up. So if we can use AI to reduce physician burnout, to really enable the caregiving, to really provide those insights, I think that's what's really going to make the difference. As the world of medicine exists in a constant state of flux and discovery, Medical professionals must adapt to a mindset of continuous learning if they want to stay at peak performance. New tools and new approaches to training and education can help them along the way. And what's more, the technologies discussed in our episode today have also the potential to attract a new workforce to meet the growing demand of skilled healthcare professionals everywhere. Here are Dr. Elliot Fishman and Brad Genero one more time. No matter how smart you were in first grade or in college or after medical school or 10 years ago, it doesn't matter because everything is changing. So if you want to still be that smart, you need to be constantly learning. And I think that's exciting. At times it's painful, but I think, you know, the fact that you need to keep on learning is pretty cool. So it's providing tooling to help us be more efficient, to help us get back into the clinic, get back into caring for patients, and really not to spend time with, I will draw a line from here to here, from teaching to diagnostics all the way through to treatment. I think that the, the role of 3D plus AI 
has made a, a, a real transformation of the workflows and will continue to do so into the future. You've been listening to Healthcare Perspectives, a podcast by Siemens Healthineers. We pioneer breakthroughs in healthcare for everyone, everywhere. Subscribe to us and always get the latest episode in your podcast feed or visit siemens-healthineers.com slash podcast for more. The opinions expressed by the guests and contributors in this podcast are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Siemens Healthineers. This podcast describes possible future ideas and concepts. It is not intended to describe specific performance and or safety characteristics of currently planned or future products. Future realization and availability cannot be guaranteed.